0: Five Pro Tips on Conducting Technical SEO Audits, with Olga Zhargechna. In Search SEO Podcast is brought to you by Rank Ranger, the all-in-one SEO platform that helps scale your business through data and analytics. Hey, it's David. How much are you missing out on with your technical SEO audits? How reliable is your data? And what does your website look like in the eyes of Google? Those are just 3 of the topics that we'll be discussing in this episode 99 of the in Search SEO podcast with a lady who's a senior technical SEO specialist with over 10 years of experience. She's done over 200 SEO audits and worked with some of the biggest brands in the world including the likes of Procter & Gamble. Welcome to the Director of SEO at Market JD, Olga Gergetsna.
1: Hi everyone. I'm very happy to be here. I've been a listener of this podcast for a long time.
0: That's great. And uh, we we were just talking beforehand, Olga, and you said you've been listening to previous episodes, which is absolutely fab, but you said that you didn't want to listen to your own episode. Come on, you've you've got to listen to your own episode as well. This is is going to be a great one as well, I'm sure. No.
1: (laughs) I think it will be, but I'm not going to listen to it.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, hopefully many others will do.
1: I will listen to every other.
0: So. Olga, today we're sharing your five pro tips on conducting SEO audits. So starting off with number one, don't rely on just one tool.
1: Yes, so that's my, my, my first tip. Uh, because every tool uh, will show you slightly different things. Uh, there are different types of cl- crawlers. And I strongly suggest if you want to go in depth, you should lo- you should use at least two or three of them. So my ideal setup is uh, for example Screaming Frog, Sitebulb, and I also uh, use Ahrefs Site Audit. So these three are uh, kind of the basis for me to, to the basis to generate the data that I will be using to analyze uh, the site I'm aud- auditing.
0: And what happens if the tools disagree with each other and they produce completely different data? Which tool then do you rely on?
1: Then uh, this is the the moment when I have to rely on, on my own SEO experience, my own SEO brain and my own judgment, because they will disagree, disagree with one another. They may show different things, highlight different things in, as errors. And that's our job as SEOs to interpret that and make sense of that.
0: How does an SEO then get started uh, with looking at data and know which judgment to use? Because obviously, when you get started in the industry, um, you don't have that experience. Um, so when they're looking at maybe three different sets of data that tell you quite different things, um, how do you encourage them to make a judgment for themselves as to what to follow?
1: So th- so this way, we are, we are going uh, into uh, another tip uh, slightly. So uh, I always think that you, as an SEO, should have your own uh, SEO checklist of things you always check for. The things that you want you you want to uh, to analyze on a site, and with that checklist, you should be using those three, four, two, two, uh, two crawlers, and then uh, analyze the data they they show you based on what you are actually want to check. And with that approach, you are you are still relying on your own uh, judgment, not on what the site, what those crawlers are, are telling you. So, this is uh, this is an approach I think that's uh, that's uh, that will help you make uh, avoid making uh, false uh, assumptions based on the tool, which may be showing you, so saying you, for example, that HTML to code ratio is too high uh, or too low, and you should do something about that. While if you have your own, uh, your own uh, checklist, you will know that probably that won't be the thing you will be checking, uh, checking for.
0: So that's a sneaky reveal of tip number four, and we'll maybe expand on that a little bit just in a moment. Uh, but let's move on to point number two, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which is always start with data from Google Search Console.
1: So uh, in addition to those crawlers, you should also always rely on data uh, from GSC. Assuming that you have it. If you don't have it, then you should do your best to for the client to to give it to you, because in GSC you will see exactly what uh, what Google uh, thinks about your site, what Google sees in your site, and the things uh, Google wants you to focus on, and uh, that should be the starting point for you. Uh, in addition to your own checklist and uh, other cl- other cr- crawlers. Because some cl- crawlers may tell you, may highlight some things uh, a lot, but uh, for example, GSC is uh, wants to tell you that uh, you have those errors, potential errors. So it, it it's always a wise thing to start with what GSC Google is seeing and suggesting you check.
0: And is there anything significant that's missing in Google Search Console?
1: Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think um, the best, uh, the biggest limitation is that uh, GSC has this sample of 1000 URLs. So it can show you pretty accurately that on on this sample, there are those problems, uh, speed, for example, speed issues, core vitals issues. Uh, But with crawlers, you can crawl millions of pages and have a a bigger picture, crawl every page of the site uh, Analyze internal linking. Exactly, what what page links to what page? In GSC, you you cannot do that. GSC can show you the the potential errors, potential issues on a uh, for some uh, types of pages, uh, groups of pages, but there is a limit, and that's when crawlers uh, come very. Become very useful.
0: And number three on your list of five uh, technical SEO tips is look for high impact, low effort, quick wins.
1: Yes, that's definitely. Uh, in in many cases, you can really uh, change the whole uh, SEO. Mm, SEO uh, situation of the site by just ident- identifying those. So, for example, some time ago, uh, I got a, I got uh, an audit. I I had to create. I had to I had to perform a very in-depth, long audit of a site. And the problem uh, that this site came to me with was that they are not visible for brand queries. So um, I gathered all the tools and and I started started to to analyze the site. But before I do that, I always do ki- I also do a manual check of the site. I just go through the site and the first thing I noticed, I opened the homepage and I I have this uh, uh this uh chrome extension indexability check and then I noticed that the site has no index Tag, so that's why it's not visible for branded queries. So my entire in-depth audit wasn't even necessary at this point. I ju- they just needed to get rid of the no index tag. So very simple, low 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 effort, high impact thing. And there are. There are many, many such such such, such situations, such, such examples. For example, another thing I noticed I, I, I came across was the site was cano- canonicalized. All the pages were cano- canonicalized to the homepage. So similar situ- situation.
0: Yeah, I mean, te- technical SEOs are um, often after I guess the most complicated solution because they love um, looking into things in in great depth. But uh, as you say, that's that, that's a great thought. There, there could be some very simple things that that give you the the most rewarding, the the, the highest impacts. Uh, so that was number three. Yes. Um, you gave us a little inkling into number four, which is have your own to do list.
1: Yes. So once you um, audit a bunch of sites, uh, I would say ten, fifteen, you will start to see some patterns. You will start to see that some things matter more, some some things are less important, and it's it's ideally you should have your own, your own to-do list that you always start, for example, with GSC, that you then go to, uh, for example, sitemaps, robot stakes, so, so you analyze indexability and you know what exactly you are looking for. And, for example, you check if there are no indexed pages and if these pages should indeed be no indexed. And uh, you're doing it your in your own way in your own order you are not just trying to interpret the errors that the tool is suggest- saying you there are even though in most cases these are not errors the tool tool is just informing you that uh, you have there is a no index tag even in gsc it's marked as an error. So uh, in the coverage report, you have errors uh, that these pages, there's an error, these pages uh, have a no index tag. But if the in no index tag was added there on purpose, then this is not an error, of course. So. That's why I would like, I, I, I always suggest using your own, your own kind of guidance.
0: So how many items do you have on your list and, and how do you actually um, go about creating it? Do you create it online? Do you use software online? And then thirdly, how often do you amend it? Do you actually go and review it every, every so often as well as to what you should have on there?
1: So first, uh, currently my, my list has more, almost 200, I think, or, or more than 200, uh, 200 items I check even for sitemaps I have like five or seven so i I go very granularly I check like every every possible situation that can be that can that can be uh, can be can be present in a specific site every error that that is possible I list it there and I check for them so this is a very length, lengthy one I have it uh published on my website and I also have it in the form of a Google sheet document and my clients uh, usually receive this Google sheet document where there is a list, uh, there is a drop down whether a specific uh, error is there, there is a comment, my own comment and there is a solution uh, adjusted to this specific situation, specific website and there is also a bunch of extra files I always attach to the audit so and uh, whenever something i i I try to uh follow seo news uh every day or at least a couple times a week and uh, if something changes if there is something new i i always uh, add that change to my to my master seo audits checklist Uh, like for example now we have google page experience uh coming uh, came to desktop so uh, now I will probably add uh, the um, one point, uh, um, which is all about uh, your Core Web Vitals uh, in GSC for desktop.
0: And well done for remembering each part of the question there as well. It's, it's a bit unfair to ask three different <laughs> questions in one, but you <laughs> did a great job there as well. Okay, so that's your website, slide dot com, isn't it? That you're talking about there, and um, that you can find. Some, yes, was,
1: yes, that's correct.
0: Yeah, that's great. There two hundred different. Um, um, elements that um, are included in your list, but that brings us up, us up to number five, which is look at your site through the eyes of Google.
1: Yes, so here, for example, the easiest thing you can do is uh, render JavaScript on your site. You can do, do it using uh, SiteBolt. you can do it using Screaming Frog, or you can just uh, look up uh, 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 look up your site in GSC. Uh, simply inspect it and you, you, and uh, do a live test and simply see the screenshot, compare the code uh, that's on the site with the rendered code and look for differences. There is also the app called RenderTron, which you, you just plug in your site, then it renders JavaScript and shows you how uh, Google sees the site and you basically check if the content is visible the links are visible. So this is this is probably the the quickest, the easiest thing to to look at the site through the eyes of Google, uh, which I always suggest doing in every audit.
0: And also to assist with that visibility, um, you say that smaller sites don't need an XML sitemap.
1: So for example, for example, if 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 you are uh, if if you are you have a small site uh, which has one hundred. 100 pages and they are all linked uh, internally very well then there is no need for you to be very concerned with xml sitemaps uh, whether the sitemap is okay whether maybe there is a no indexed one no indexed page on this sitemap or that won't make any difference to google and to to anyone maybe but you (laughs) but you shouldn't be uh, very uh, concerned about that
0: Okay, well, let's finish off with the Pareto Pickles. So Pareto says that you can get 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts. So what's one SEO activity you would recommend that provides incredible results for modest levels of effort?
1: So I think uh, optimizing internal links. Uh, I still see a ton of sites uh, which do not have those basic internal linking optimizations. They still have blogs and the blogs blogs are uh, and the blog page uh, has links to all the blog posts uh, through read more and titles are not links so by just changing that you can immensely help your site so i would i would always start with that checking if there are if anchor text of internal links is makes sense uh, carries any seo uh, value information and you you will probably see uh, some nice SEO effects if, if, the, if, that, uh, if that area has, been, uh, has not been uh, taken care of very well so far.
0: Okay, so use more keyword rich links. And what about the positioning of the links on the page, and also the number of links on the page?
1: Okay, so uh, regarding the placement of the link, uh, I would uh, in the te- in the case of links that we really want to um, transfer some authority, some message to, to Google about their their uh, their content, their their context, uh, I would uh, focus on placing links within the main content area of the page. Regarding the number of backlinks, I think uh, I would uh, try to be uh, as natural here as possible without uh, exaggerating. I like to create uh, content silos, uh, thematical silos on, on my site so that, but only linked, but I do not necessarily link from one article to all uh, articles that talk about the same are from the same cluster, but only the ones that that makes sense in that article. So I would I would like to be somewhere in the middle here without exaggerating but also making mm, 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 taking advantage of of that opportunity.
0: Okay. And do you have a maximum number of links in mind per page?
1: Not necessarily. I think maybe 10, 15 internal links, but that also depends on the size of the of the of the website. If the website is very very huge then some, sometimes it's okay to put more. If the site, site is very small, like have, has 15 pages, then not necessarily I, I, I want to put 15 <laughs> links on, on, on a specific page, because I will be linking to all the other pages.
0: <laughs> Great advice, uh, a bit of common sense, a bit of context. Uh, you can't just say black and white, you only have X number of links on the page. If you need to refer to more resources and that, that makes sense in the context, go for it. Exactly. Superb. Well, I've been your host, David Bain. You can find Olga over at seosly.com. Olga, thanks so much for being on the In Search SEO podcast.
1: Thank you very much for having me. It was a lot of fun.
0: And thank you for listening. Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the RankRanger platform over at rankranger.com.